Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. 12.51 is the time here in the KSL newsroom. Grateful to you for tuning in. Correlation versus causation. Correlation versus causation. No, I, I, I know it's Friday. I know that we should be talking about lighter fare and not so much uh, digging into like statistics and science and mathematics and all that. Well, there are some interesting findings that have come to my attention lately, and uh, I, think, I, think it's in- I think you'll find them interesting as well. U.S. Senator Mike Lee, you know him. He is the chairman of the Joint Economic Committee in Congress. And he, the other day, sent out a study which looks at the relationship between child car seat regulations as they have increased over time since, as far as this study looks at, since the late 1970s and today, and the number of children being born to women here in this country. This study observes a relationship between a rise in regulation and a lowering of births. Let me read to you the the abstract of this study. It reads, uh, and this is, uh, they partnered up with uh, some scientists from the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. That's MIT. They're real smart. Uh, And then (laughs) just down the street, Boston College. The abstract reads, since 1977... U.S. states have passed laws steadily raising the age for which a child must ride in a car safety seat. These laws significantly raise the cost of having a third child. As I continue to read this, think about your own decision making. Uh, If you are a family of three plus, uh, think about when you were, you know, at a time of life when the decision came to uh, go from being a two-child family to a three-child family and see if any of these uh, considerations, specifically your vehicle uh, and what vehicle you had to, to cart these kids around, if that was a factor in your decision to, to have children. So it continues, these laws significantly raise the cost of having a third child. The laws referenced uh, are the child safety seats which uh, laws have been steadily increasing uh, here in the United States since 1977. They say that the cost uh, of having a third child has risen as many regular-sized cars cannot fit three child seats in the back. Think about that. You've got the kid seat, and I've got uh, myself uh, a little baby, just one. Uh, but I know that that car seat is is big, and I could get, I could get another one in there, obviously on the on the opposite side. But I I certainly could not fit one in between. 
And so the, the observation here is that while most regular size cars can't fit those car seats three abreast, that the number of children being born is declining and that there is, a, that there is an influence on decision making amongst families. The abstract continues, using census data and state your variation in laws, we estimate that women have two children of ages requiring mandated car seats. They have a lower annual probability of giving birth to a, a third child by almost a percentage point, consistent with a causal channel. So in the last conversation we had with air quality impacting school attendance in Salt Lake City schools, that was a correlation, right? They weren't yet able to say that, well, because of the air quality, these children are staying out of schools or these children are being impacted in this precise identifiable way, such as to keep them uh, from from making it to school because of the air quality. That was just correlation. There still needs to be uh, more study to identify and be able to confidently assert that, yeah, air quality is keeping kids out of schools. These scientists on the car seat study, they take it a step further and say, no, 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 it, not not merely a correlation, but there is a causal channel. This effect is limited to third child births, it says. It's concentrated in households with access to a car and is larger is larger when a male is present. So when the family unit includes mom, dad, and two children, the likelihood of having a third child is decreased because the law says that you've got to have uh, you know, your kids at an increasing age car-seated in the back. Now here is where they boil all the numbers down. These two researchers say that we estimate these laws prevented only 57 car crash fatalities of children nationwide in 2017. Again, I'll read that. We estimate that these laws, these are the car seat laws that, uh, you know, over the past number of years have uh, the age of children has increased, the weight of children has increased, those required to be riding in car seats. We estimate that these laws prevented only 57 car crash fatalities of children nationwide in 2017. Simultaneously, simultaneously uh, applying their hypothesis that there is a causal relationship between these laws and fertility, simultaneously they led to a permanent reduction of approximately 8,000 births in the same year and 145,000 fewer births since 1980, with 90% of the decline being since 2000. Now, let's let's take a step backwards. You, you know a frequent guest of the program, Pam Perlick. She's the director of uh, demographic research at the University of Utah's Chem Gardner Policy Institute. She and I have had occasion uh, to speak about uh, birth rates and the lowering birth rates. And she lets it be known that uh, not only for, for reasons like this in the car seat example, uh, but that birth rates have been declining uh, for some time. That's where we've really seen the fertility rates go down. And age at first child... Uh, I haven't seen the very latest data on that, but I've seen the fertility rates where we we have gone below replacement here in Utah, and the age groups that are most uh, most uh, responsible for that decline in fertility rate are people who are younger than 30, really. The conundrum for us was we knew there's this long-term decline in fertility rates because that's global. That's national. That's just what's happening, people having smaller families. But we, you know, we hit the worst of the Great Recession in 2010. 
Uh, and we've been in one of the hottest economies in the nation, and people are moving here in large numbers and, you know, a lot of economic and educational opportunity and young people moving here. But the number of births, not just the rate, Lee, but the number of births in yeah. Utah have, have been on this 11-year um, decline. So according to the MIT researcher, according to the uh, Joint Economic Committee headed up by uh, Senator Lee, and according to the Boston College researcher, at least a portion of those may be attributed to child seat laws. Fascinating, right? 57500, that's the Utah Community Credit Union text line. If you have, and I know this is an incredible niche, like this is a very specific uh, scenario and a very uh, specific uh, line of thinking, but uh, our nation is a large, large place. And laws like this, as they are passed, ought to be considered in terms of the unintended consequences and the third, fourth, fifth order effect uh, impact on such laws. I'm grateful to the the committee for looking at this, uh, and it makes me want (laughs) to buy a vehicle with an extra row of seating in the back. We can fit more child seats there. Uh, Quick break. When we return, we're looking at the 25th Amendment on Live Mike. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.